This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation pop experience. Welcome back for episode eight of Play While You Listen. I'm your host, Scott Shufflett, and this month we have someone I know who has not ever been on any of the Place to Be Nation uh podcaster i believe this is his first podcast so i'm popping his podcast cherry uh a friend of mine and hopefully you guys love him as much as i do brandon bab uh, aka bab bab how are you doing tonight sir i am doing well how are you doing just fine you know i love talking about video games and i thought i loved video games guys i mean i'm hosting a video game podcast until i went over to bab's house one day and i was blown away by his literally his it's like a video game room um he collects all types of physical media. He has every like console known to man. It's I had to take a picture. I was blown away. Just I was like, <laughs> oh my god, these are hashtag goals. Uh, so t- tell me about a little bit about your hobby of uh, collecting physical video games and the special editions. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I had a big collection of video games that I had built up, you know, over the course of being a little kid, being a teenager, being an adult, and then when I got to college. Uh, I had to start selling off a little bit of it for just, you know, gas money uh, to kind of make ends meet or whatever. And it felt bad, but I still had the bulk of my collection. And then uh, I don't remember. It was probably 10 years ago or so. I uh, I saw this minimalism documentary and was like, I don't need all these things in my house, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> taking up all this room and space and I have to dust them and all this. I was like, I'm going to go sell these and I'm going to take that money and buy a graphics card. And then I could just have a computer that, you know, is legit. And so, yeah, yeah, I mean, it sounded like a good idea at the time. I took like four giant boxes full of just games and consoles and stuff up to this local game store. And um, they gave me, at the time, it was a little over a thousand dollars. I want to say it was like 1100 bucks. This was before, this was like three years before video game prices exploded. Uh, Now that would be like, no joke. It could, it could be anywhere from six to ten grand worth of video games. I would say now, uh, easy. But I will say, biggest regret of my life was selling off that collection. Um, as part of it, I had, you know, growing up, I had uh, subscriptions to Electronic Gaming Monthly and Game Informer and Nintendo Power. I even found some some of the original Nintendo Powers in my grandmother's attic that uh, my uncle had. It was like issues one, two, and three. Oh God. And <laughs> yeah, and I had them in my collection, right? And when I took them in to trade them in, they were like, uh, we don't take magazines. So I, I literally put them in the dump. Oh, and it hurts just thinking about it, man. It hurts just thinking about it. But um, yeah, so I got rid of my entire collection. I got a sweet graphics card. I got a, I think I bought a GTX 1080 or something like that when they were brand new. And, um, and you know, that sir, that card served me well for a while, but still, I just, I regret it all the time. So, uh, about three years ago, uh, right as the prices of, of all these old games started going up, I decided I'm going to start building back my collection and I'm not going to buy like every game I ever had, because there's a lot of crap games that I had bought over the years that didn't bring me much joy or, or fulfillment or anything. I'm just going to buy the games that are important to me that, you know, made me happy as a kid or that I remember playing with my brother or my neighbors. I'm going to buy those games back and I'm going to get like the complete inbox versions of them and really nice and display them in my room. And that's what I want to, that's what, that's where I'm at. That's what I've been trying to build for the past few years. It, and it's amazing. Like I'm, I'm not saying like 
just consoles, but I'm talking about handhelds and like games still in boxes, like with the shrink wrap. It's it's like holy <laughs> shit. I remember like I walked in and I was like, like took my breath away because it, it's just an amazing and. You know, you obviously do play video games as well. Um, like, so you brought up uh, PC. You know, I think you're my first or second uh, PC gamer. No, you're my second PC gamer. Sorry. Uh, you know, is that what you play mostly, or do you play anything else? Um, I I'm first and foremost a PC gamer. I've been playing PC PC games most of my life. Um, so, but I've had all the consoles, and I've enjoyed lots of games on consoles. I'm not only game i'm not only console or only pc i play them both but i i prefer to play them on pc um but yeah i mean like the, the problem with pc gaming is you know i love i love uh valve as a company i think steam is great but ever since steam launched it's been harder and harder and harder to find like you know boxed versions of pc games that have like a physical disc that you can use to install on your computer that don't require like always on connections and stuff so it, i I get to the point where I buy the collector's editions and I store those and I display the the nice things from them and stuff, but you just can't find like physical copies of games really anymore. You can for like PlayStation and Xbox and switch, but you know, like I said, I prefer to play on PC. So it's kind of hard now. I kind of cool. have to go digital to you know, keep up with things. As someone who, you know, I wanted the physical for the longest time, but then like you said, like you start just running out of space. Like I have a bunch of comic books um that i have like two or three like long boxes full of comics and finally uh yep. emily my wife was like hey you, you got to switch to digital or something like this is starting <laughs> to take up space and i'm like uh, okay so like i've switched to all digital for that and it's actually starting to bleed over to video games with like you know i bought the ps5 the disc version and it was you know i was like i'll you know i'll get these games and everything but they're starting to switch away to digital as well i just put a two terabyte um you know, hard drive, I put it in my PS5, I found instructions online and was able to do it. It took me like 20 minutes. The hardest thing was popping off the protector box because I thought I was going to rip it in half. But um, yeah, it's crazy how they're getting away because one game that we're going to talk about this month, Spider-Man 2, their collector's edition has all this cool stuff, has this like big at like 16-inch Venom action figure fighting mm-hmm. Miles and Peter, but there's no game. It's digital. So it's let's, like let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I actually like that. Uh, I think do. that's a I think that's a good thing. Okay. And here's why. Um, as an avid collector of collectors' editions, like I, you've seen my room, I love statues. I love the busts. I love the figures and the the maps and all that stuff. Um, I love to display those things. Uh, it's I feel like it's a good thing in that I can buy the collector's edition that does not come with a game. And then I can go buy the game on whatever platform I want. I don't, I'm not like, I just got the armored core six collector's edition recently. Yeah. Um, and the only one that I could get, I wanted to buy it for steam, uh, but I couldn't, is that one sold out immediately. So I had to get it for PlayStation five, which is fine. Um, but I would prefer to have played it on my computer. And in fact, I am, I'm playing it on my computer through remote play up to my PlayStation, but <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i i don't like being shoehorned into a into a particular console a particular platform you know what i mean i actually like it and the blizzard of all things the the terrible company blizzard they actually uh did something really really great recently in which they um released the diablo 4 collector's edition 
for a very, very good price. Very high quality collector's edition, very good price, no game. People were pretty butthurt about that, but I thought it was wonderful because I could get the collector's edition, buy the game, you know, digitally on my computer through Battle.net, and everything was good. And um, as long as they don't like charge you like uh, how Square Enix, yeah, yeah, like how Square Enix is charging like, almost four hundred dollars for the Final Fantasy VII. Uh, the co- upcoming remake version, 400 bucks for that be shipped is just ridiculous. Uh, I would rather, I would rather it not come with a game and I could wait to buy it on PC later and maybe cut some of that cost out, but just can't do it otherwise. It's too expensive. Yeah. And like I, my own issue is like, I'm okay if you buy it just individual, but I'll, I would like to have like, I don't know, the disc like uh box with it. As well, just something to display. But I mean, the last physical game I bought was uh, I bought Cyberpunk uh, for ten dollars for the PS4, and it okay. was like ten dollars at GameStop. And this was when like it was still broken, and like they hadn't fixed it and everything. So I plan on going back to that eventually. Well, actually, even starting it and getting like the PS5 version. But it um, yeah, me too. It's it's I've just, had it forever. Just I'm, and I want to play it. I was just been waiting for like the big bug fixes and all that stuff to come out first before I dive in. Yeah, it's so like I'm I'm sure you had the same issue as me. It's so many games and so little time. Like oh yeah, it's just sure. you know as we get as we get to tonight, like there's like five games that I want, and I'm like I should probably just buy one, and it's going to be Spider-Man. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> um, it, there's like a bunch of games that in the, you know from doing this pot this podcast like I've learned like oh there's like this game called Life of uh, Life of Pi or P but it was like based mm-hmm. yeah based on Pinocchio but like they changed it and supposedly it was awesome so I was like oh I'll wait for that to go on sale or something um Lies of P I think is what it yeah, is Lies of P sorry yeah, no that's good Life of P I think Life of Pi is a movie but um <laughs> it is <laughs> so you know we, we ran through the gamut of like. Uh, how long have you officially been playing video games? Because like I'm like four or five with mine. And four or five I, years? Yeah, like no, like forty five years old. Like four or five. Oh years yeah, old. yeah. Same here. I, my first, uh, my first foray into video games was when I was four years old. It was ninety one. Uh, my parents, I guess, got a Nintendo Entertainment System, and uh, I played Russian Attack and Kung Fu and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and things like that, and it just sucked me in, man. I played those games. Those games are really hard for a four-year-old too. Um, but I've had pretty much every console and every handheld since then. Uh, so yeah, going on a long time. Yeah, I, um, the Ninja Turtle game is still pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, even to this Never day. Never beat it. <laughs> I, yeah, it's one of those ones like kids and like back then, like you know, your son like he plays video games. It's like oh, he can just save it mm-hmm. whenever he wants now. With that, it's like. I need to beat this video game in one sitting or I'm going to have to start over. And not just that, you only get like three lives. And if you die, it's game over. Go back to the start. Yep. I've had that happen multiple times with Sonic, uh, the first Sonic. So, you know, I'm, I know this is a very hard question to ask. It's basically like when you ask people their favorite movies, not to break it down by genre, but what's your uh, top five video games? Oof, that's a tough one, man. There are so many good there are so many good games out there. There are so many good series out there. Um, I'll say 
and I don't know if these are in, in any particular order. I do know I do know which one I'm going to say as my overall number one. But the rest of these just kind of uh, off the cuff here. Uh, I would say the Final Fantasy series. Uh, I started with Final Fantasy VII. Um, that's where you know I go by Shinra Online. That's my uh, where I get my namesake from. Is Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VIII was great. Final Fantasy X was great. Eleven was the first online one. I played the heck out of that. Uh, I, f- I have like between 4,000 and 4,500 hours in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I mean, I got no room to talk with. Uh, <laughs> I know you're in Destiny. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the um, I think the best Final Fantasy though was probably Tactics uh, for the PlayStation One. That was such a great game, and it, st- it is still today just such a great game. Um, it, it, it ages so well with the little sprites and all that. So I would say one of them has to be, I just have to say the whole series and say Final Fantasy. Um, another one would be Tribes Aerial Assault. You ever heard of that? No, I don't think I've ever heard of that. It this, is, is, uh, this is something new, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's based off the Tribes series of PC games. There was Tribes and Tribes 2. And they also had, uh, I believe, Tribes Ascend, which was a free-to-play one that kind of failed. Uh, several years back, but Tribes Aerial Assault was the only one that I believe they ever made for PlayStation 2, and um, it was my first online shooter. Uh, it came out, I want to say, in 2012, and I was like, I was an early teen, like maybe 14, 15 years old, something like that. But um, yeah, it had this just thriving community, man, where like uh, everything was based on forums back then uh, and instant messaging. There was no like, you know, social networks or anything at the time. So it was like, we had this huge forum and uh, the people like truly loved the game and we had our own clans and each clan had their roster like displayed and everybody in your signature. If you played for a team that won the tournament, which we had, monthly tournaments, then you got to put your trophy in your signature. And there were some teams that were just dominant and they would have like 15, you know, trophies in their signature. And <laughs> it was, it was, it was pure magic. And I've actually reconnected with some of the guys um, that used to play that game through Facebook recently. And uh, it's cool to see that they're kind of trying to revive the game as like a private server lobby kind of deal. Will you be going back? Um, I have to set it up, but you have to play it through an emulator now and connect it to a particular private host and, and things of that nature. But yeah, I think I would give it a, I think I would give it a whirl when I, you know, get some free time, but between work and my, you know, backlog and family stuff, it's hard to find time. Yeah. It's, but that, that's pretty in depth if they're like, yeah, we play it through an emulator, but it's like it's our own private server. That that's some hardcore dedicated fan base that I'm surprised oh, yeah. they haven't came back to it with, with it. So <laughs> I think they, I think that they would, if they ever re-released it, I think it would be popular again. It's just a really fun game. Well, especially um, now with the way everything is, um, with how like it would be easy to set everything up. I mean, hell, like you know, you talk about clans and everything. I'm in a clan for Destiny, and we mm-hmm. communicate via Discord, which that's what Discord was originally created for. It was like talking about video games. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's just like them being so ahead of the curve is amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, another one on this list would be Pokemon yellow. Okay. I, came, I think that came out in 99. Uh, I remember my mom would give me like $3 a day for lunch money. And if I packed my own lunch, I could save that lunch money. 
<laughs> and so I would put the $3 in a Pokemon Stadium N64 game box that I had kept and just cram that $3 in there. And I would save that money up. And when Pokemon Yellow came out, I handed mom this uh, big box of you know $1 bills and was like, I need you to go to Walmart today and pick up this specific game and have it ready for me when I get home. <laughs> and it was the longest school day I think of in all of history. And when I got off the bus at the end of the street, I just sprinted all the way home and picked up the box and popped it in my game boy and started playing. And it was just magic. So I would put Pokemon on here. I'm not in these. these are, I don't think these games are like the best games, the highest quality or like the highest rated or any of that kind of stuff. These are just the ones that are like important to me. And I have like good oh, memories that, for, you that's, know, that, that's perfectly fine. Like, you know, my all time favorite Pokemon is crystal. Cause I put a ridiculous amount of hours on that. Do you, do you still play Pokemon now or am I the only one? No, I've tried. I've, I mean, I bought, uh, Arceus or however you say it, tried yeah. that and it was all right, but I don't know, man. I think, I think I'm just past that phase of my life. It's that when, when yellow came out, I was in middle school and the Pokemon card craze was huge and it was oh, on yeah. every channel on TV all day long. And so it was just a, you know, it was a specific period of my life that just engulfed with Pokemon. Yeah, with, with the Pokemon games, like I, I, I got the new newest one, uh, Violet and wh- whatever. Um, I, I'm like three quarters of the way done through like the main story, but it's just like like I pay like the, like fifteen dollars a year for like a thing called Pokemon Home, so you can put all your Pokemon there because like I was able to recover ones that I've had for like over ten years now, so it's like. At the end of the day, I like to collect them all, but you know who who knows if that will ever happen. But you gotta collect them all, right? Yeah, exactly. But there's over a thousand now. <laughs> over a thousand. <laughs> wow, man. When you were That's playing, crazy. it was 151, and now yeah, it's over a yeah. thousand. Yeah. That's true. My son has just started collecting Pokemon cards, and so we're well, gonna. You know, we... made a return with COVID. Like I, I know, I know. Was like, damn it, where is mine so I can sell them while it's hot? And <laughs> I was just unable to find it it's been lost in a couple of moves but that happens yeah that's another thing man uh you know after i had started buying back that physical game collection um i didn't mention this but we had uh we moved from where i was before to where i am now and the movers uh we actually had i had like a, a, a bag full of nintendo 64 games and another bag that had like all my final fantasy games in it for playstation one which i had bought like seven eight nine tactics anthology and chronicles and that kind of thing and then a bunch of n64 games those didn't make it those uh, magically they were, disappeared they just magically disappeared into the into the movers vehicle i believe uh and then we were here at the house and i, I was looking for them everywhere couldn't find them uh, kind of gave up on it thinking i'll just come across them at some point and a few days later my wife showed me a, a news clipping it was uh, like one or two of the guys that had helped move us over here were uh, arrested for theft. <laughs> like, Son of okay, a like, bitch. I You're guess like, we know where they went. Yeah, those sold to a pawn shop, sadly. Yeah, sadly yeah. God, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. There's a hiccup in the road for sure. Yeah. God. Um, the, the next game I want to say is dead. Uh, it does not exist anymore, uh, sadly. It is Overwatch 1. It was oh. maybe the greatest team-based shooter ever, and that's coming from a guy who lived in Team Fortress 2 for a long time. Overwatch was magic. Uh, it was such a good game. Blizzard absolutely screwed 
the game over and the overwatch two is an abomination that I have tried many, many times to enjoy, but they just keep making bad decisions with it. So we'll see what yeah. happens. They, uh, they, they said they were going to have like a single player mode and then they canceled it abruptly. Correct. Yep. They, um, they, they stopped developing new content, heroes, maps, all that kind of stuff for overwatch one for three years. Cause they kept saying, Hey, Overwatch 2 is going to come out. It's going to have this great single player. It's going to revive the community and bring all these new people into the game and make all these great changes. Well, they they knew before Overwatch 2 launched that uh, um, they weren't going to go through with the PVE, but they launched it anyway so that they could force the you know new item shop on everybody. And instead of getting a loot box and having a chance to get a you know nice legendary skin every now and then, now every legendary skin's twenty plus bucks. And fuck that. Oh dude, it's the the worst. I had not bought a single skin on the market and I am an, I was a very avid overwatch player. Like that's how you kill a fan base. Like, you know, I know I had no room to talk because I'm not running a like billion dollar company or working for one, but it's like, that's how you kill a fan base. And it's just heartbreaking to see, especially because then you have people who will buy those $20 things and be like Mm -hmm. supporting the devs, supporting the devs. And it's like, no, it's just going into Blizzard CEO pocket. That's where it's going because that's some shady shit. And it, it's just so upsetting. So is Overwatch 2 as popular as Overwatch 1 or did they just burn the bridge and it's only the hardcores playing? So Overwatch 1 was $40 and then everything after that was free. You could purchase loot boxes, which were just a chance of getting certain skins. Um, in Overwatch 1, that's how they continue to make money on it other than sales. But um, – uh, Overwatch 2 uh, is free to play, so you would think there'd be a whole lot more people playing it, and there and there might be actually. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't have numbers on that whether or not it's bigger than Overwatch 1 at its peak, but um, I can tell you the queues are quick, so there's lots of people Ooh. playing. That's that's a good that's a good thing for it, but it's also the lowest rated game in the history of Steam. Oh, so it's been review bombed. Oh, yeah, it was review bombed to the ground. It's literally the worst reviewed game in all of Steam's history. Wow. That's yeah. – wow. If they just made like the – if they were like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to release skins in the in the shop only. This is, you know, they're five bucks a pop. Dude, I'd be buying skins left and right. I'd be buying yeah. them all the time. But at 20 bucks, I, I will not give them a single bit of my money. That's just too much. You're asking too much. Yeah, that, uh, that's just being greedy because, like, they probably could have made more. Like you said, if they did it $5, like, you would have bought it. But, oh, for sure. And, like, you know, probably four or five other people. But you do it for 20 and maybe one person. Maybe. maybe. But, you know, it sounds like you have so much love for this series and it just took it away. Yeah. So. It's uh, it, there's some great times in Overwatch for sure. Um, my My number one overall game of all time. Probably the best game ever, Destiny. It's the best. Are you fucking with me right now? Yeah, I am. I, uh, I, I was about to I, say. I put, like, I put like 20 hours or something into Destiny. It's all Okay, right. I was about to be like, <laughs> you could say the second one, but you know. <laughs> no, man, I'm just messing with you. Uh, my overall number one game, uh, personally, would have to be SOCOM 2. You ever played okay. that? Yes. Man, what a great game. Um I was introduced to SOCOM 2 by my youth pastor back when I was a teenager, and I I fell in love with it immediately. I was like naturally just very, very good at it. 
uh, I was ranked like they had a, a, a nation, a national leaderboard that you could go in and kind of like check out and see like where you were and, you know, who was ahead of you and who was behind you and all that. And I was consistently ranked in like the top 200, like of the world, I guess. I don't know if there was like Japanese servers or something other, but, um, that's in, impressive in the whole list. I was ranked in the top 200 very regularly. And, uh, I started a Christian SOCOM plan and just would go into games and be super friendly to everybody. Like the absolute, the, the complete opposite of the complete opposite of like what first person shooters are like online. Like if you go into counter-strike, you have some great conversations, right? Yeah. But I would go in and I would be super friendly to all these people, not use any profanity, nothing like that. And just like organically people would message me and be like, Hey man, you were really fun to play with. Uh, do you mind if I join your, your clan? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, here's my clan's name. This is what we're about. You know, you're cool with that. And I'm like, yeah. So we formed a pretty, a pretty nice sized clan and, um, competed on game battles, which was like the precursor to MLG. Holy and shit. Yeah, dude. This, and, you and were we five were, years too late with that. Maybe oh, five to 10 too late. Dude, we were we 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 gamed it up on some game battles, and you would have to go onto game battles forums, find like teams to play like on the ladder, and then hit them up over like AOL Instant Messenger and say, hey, do you guys want to scrimmage? Hey, you guys want to play a game? You know, this is going to be an official one, yes or no, that kind of deal, and work your way up the rankings. And multiple times we would break into the top ten of all clans on game battles, and there were there were hundreds of those of different clans on there. Dude, this is so crazy how you were like multiple times like, oh, we we did it through like clans through this. And like right before, like it was extremely hard to do. Like it's extremely easy now to like join a clan like on a game or something like they'll be like maybe they have their own app or they'll have, uh, you know, like join the discord and you can join the discord and all that shit. What you're doing is like (laughs) it. It's crazy. Like you're hitting it up and it's just like had to go through aim. And I was like, oh, my God, that's bringing back the mem- memories. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, aim was our generation. I believe we're roughly roughly within the same age. Um, yeah. It's just it's just insane. I, I remember SOCOM uh, was like I, I used to like how you got the video game mags. I got the PlayStation magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember seeing it, it was like it's an online game. And I was like online gaming. That will never work. I was 100% wrong on that. <laughs> oh, it's um, so good, man. So good. I'm surprised they haven't tried to relaunch it, but I guess um, Battlefield kind of, like, died. and There is know, hope. There Call is hope that they will. Is just running it. Yeah, the so there's been, I don't know if it was Zipper Interactive, I believe, is who owns the licensing to it. And I believe Sony now owns Zipper Interactive. And they've hinted at bringing back a franchise uh, like an online shooter franchise a couple of times. And I don't know if that's going to be like kill zone or resistance or SOCOM or what they're going to pl- what they're going to bring back. I'd be happy with any of those, honestly. But, um, but yeah, if they bring back SOCOM now, third person shooter online, they, and they can have some way to make it unique to all the other shooters that are online. I mean, that would be so sweet. I would be the first person in line. Give me a collector's edition, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm all about it, man. SOCOM was just, it was my game, man. Forever and always. Well, well, de- well definitely now, like, it can be just a PlayStation exclusive. Um, For sure. Yeah. I, I, I truly believe that, like, gaming now, like, you can, I think you should be able to play, like, get whatever system you want and play with, like, 
I have friends that have Xboxes. I have friends that have PC. Like, I should be able to play with them. And, like, on some games you can. Sony's usually the biggest asshole where they don't want to do that um, from what I've always read. But it's just, like, holy shit. Like, you were, you're out here grinding and, like, being leaders of clans. And I just imagine some of those people, you're like, I'm doing this Christian clan. Like, oh, that's great. As long as we keep winning, I don't give a shit what we do. Come on. <laughs> no, they'd be out. No swearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, like the whole motto was just, you know, uh, be good to be good to everybody and be nice. Don't, you know, argue with people online. Just try to be like some form of positivity in an online world that's filled with nothing but negativity. And oh, it worked out were, really well. Yeah, you're ahead of your time well. with that too. Jesus, you'd be making killing right now. <laughs> yeah, but then I turn into a huge troll and I just like going around and running people over in games and stuff. Well, so. yeah, that's that's why I was like, I've <laughs> seen you argue with people. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I love to argue. <laughs> um so what are you playing now um so now i try to i try to diversify and uh i try to uh play different types of games and i try to play a game on each system so that i kind of have to you know get use out of my xbox and playstation and stuff like that uh on pc right now i'm playing Baldur's gate 3 and um actually like just a few hours ago, I noticed my Steam client was updating CSGO, Counter-Strike Go, and it changed the name to uh, Counter-Strike 2. I was like, hmm, that's really interesting. Counter-Strike, I didn't know Counter-Strike 2 was even out yet. Yeah. Sure enough, I logged in, and it was like, welcome to Counter-Strike 2. You're, I don't know if it's like early access or what the deal is or how I got into it, but uh, I'm in, and I played, and it was a lot of fun. That's so on awesome. PC, Baldur's Gate 3, Counter-Strike 2, on PlayStation, I'm playing Armored Core 6. Uh, still working my way through that. I think I'm a little over halfway, maybe two-thirds of the way through that. Pretty fun game. Uh, on Xbox, I'm playing Gears of War 4. It's a little bit of a throwback. It's been in my backlog for a while, so I figured I would crank that one out. Do they saw the chainsaw gun? I love that. When I, mm-hmm. I, I played the first mm-hmm. two, and I really enjoyed it. Had no idea what the story was. I was just running and shooting <laughs> and killing things. Yeah, yeah. The story was good. Uh, one and two were fantastic. I played the uh, online multiplayer for both of those for many years and uh, and loved it. Um, I haven't played the online for four yet, but um, I, I may not even. I just I'm just playing it for the story right now. I'm a story. I like I like games with a with a good story to them. Um, on my Steam Deck, I am playing Bravely Default two. I have it, it for Switch, but I don't really play on my Switch that much, so I'm playing that on Steam Deck. And then. Um, you know, like whenever I, uh, I'm on mobile, I just started Final Fantasy VII, Ever Crisis. I play a little bit of Marvel Snap here and there. Uh, my son always wants to play Smash Brothers Ultimate or Fortnite. And I'm playing Fortnite with my brother and my uh, my nephew. So nice. Yeah, nice. it's so good. I try to try to diversify and play a bunch of different things at once. It slows everything down. I don't I don't plow through one particular game, but I really don't have the attention span to do that either. I'll play like an hour or two of a game and then want to play something totally different and go play somewhere else and do it. Yeah. Like that's one thing that like, like, you know, I, I, I'm saying I was going to buy an Xbox for Starfield. The jury's still out, but people were like the first <laughs> week it was out, played it for like, like it came out on a Friday for early access. It was released like Tuesday for everyone else. And people were like, I put 60 hours in it. I was like, did you not sleep over the weekend? Did you yeah, take off of work Monday? It's me. like, holy shit, man. Nope, but, that's not me. I can't do that. Yeah. Even games, even games that I love, uh, I can't. I can't play more than like 
two hours of. The only thing that I can get into for more than a couple hours at a time is I can completely lose track of all you know time and space if I'm playing a competitive shooter. If I'm playing Halo, if I'm playing uh, Counter-Strike, if I'm playing Overwatch, uh, if I'm playing Call of Duty Warzone with some friends, if I play in those... I can, I can just ready up for another game over and over and over again and, and completely lose track of time and look down and it's 2 a.m., you know? And it's like, it feels only like maybe 30 minutes to an hour has passed by. Everything else I got to take breaks from. Yeah, I can I can see that. I've, um, uh, see, I, I can do that with Destiny. I'll lose track of time. But if, like, I'm playing, like, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Like if an hour or two is thing, I was like, I need to take a break. Like I've, I'll, I'll lose myself in the story. Same with like Assassin's Creed and like games like that and Spider-Man. Like I think of them as like a fine wine and you don't want to drink all the wine at one point. Like that's true. It's just like the only thing, only way I can um, describe it as. Yeah, but uh, before we get into the video games that are coming out for October and listener, there's a lot of video games. I'm going to try to go through them we might just have to pick the ones that we that we uh like because there's just like holy shit um the big video game news for the month of september was a massive xbox leak that came from um it was like somehow with the ftc with the trade commission it had came out like i don't think these were supposed to be leaked but holy shit uh it came out like they came out from microsoft because they were, you know, documents of the court, but it was like a public link. And, you know, we have these crazy fans that were like, let's just look it up. Uh, a couple of the big ones was Microsoft considered buying Nintendo, which I don't foresee ever happening because, uh, but, you know, crazier things have happened. I personally don't want that to happen. Uh, what what about you, Bab? Is Nintendo a publicly traded company? I'm not entirely sure. Um, it, I mean, if they are, there's not much stopping Microsoft from, like, you know, buying up, buying up, you know, a majority of the stock and becoming the owner of Nintendo. But personally, I think it's a terrible idea. Um, I like Nintendo the way it is. Uh, I don't buy any games for my Switch unless it's a first-party game. Like, I will definitely get Super Mario Wonder. Uh, I would definitely buy a new Donkey Kong or, you know, uh, Metroid game or something like that. Um, but if it's, if it's available anywhere else, I'll buy it on that platform just cause I don't think the switch is, is that great of a platform uh, for me. But, um, but yeah, I think Microsoft buying Nintendo would just be a terrible, terrible thing for the industry. Yeah. And I, I really hope it doesn't, doesn't happen. Um, and we have uh, Bethesda who is owned by Xbox now might be working on oblivion remaster from elder scrolls. I'm, you know, I played Skyrim. I think they should release another one, but it'll be Xbox um, exclusive. Sadly, they've already announced that. Um, uh, just, you know, some things how, like, Phil Spencer, who's the CEO, uh, no, the head of Xbox, wasn't that impressed by the PS5 reveal. It's like, okay, um, you guys yeah. hate each other, of course. But the mm-hmm. big thing is is that the Xbox Series X might go all digital in 2024, which, you know, brings into what we issue, uh, what we talked about, how we don't want everything to go all digital. But, you know, sadly. And um, Microsoft also sees its next Xbox as a cloud hybrid machine, which uh, cloud gaming, it really has to tie into how great your internet is, as we saw with the 
Google Stadia, which crashed and burned. Did you even have a Stadia? No, I didn't. Yeah, um, I only knew like two people that had one, and they got their money back when it went out of business. Yeah. So there's a whole lot to unpack with this man. This this was a this was a huge leak. Um, there's a lot to it. There's a, so, uh, one part that you skipped over on this that I thought was really interesting was the uh, the new controller that's rumored. Um, oh, apparently, yes. apparently Phil Spencer said that uh, the controller, or maybe it wasn't him, but whoever leaked it, the new controller was supposed to take all the best ideas from like the PlayStation controller and the Steam controller and meld them into a new Elite controller, which I am a big fan of. I have two. I have an Elite controller for myself. I have an Elite controller for my son. I think they're great. I still think the PS5 controller is the best controller out there. Um, but if they could take, you know, the haptics from the PS5 controller, pop it into the Xbox Elite, uh, there was even a rumor of them doing um, the the little gimmick that the Steam controller did where it could vibrate and create audio through the vibrations. Uh, I don't know how I've seen a demo of it. It's pretty wild, but uh, there's rumors of that. Uh, rumors of being able to just set it down and it automatically turns off like as soon as it stops detecting motion uh, and then you can pick it up and it immediately reconnects and is ready to go like those ideas are great I love gaming hardware I buy every piece of gaming like first party gaming hardware that I can get my hands on I think all that stuff is great Um, the big thing the big news for me for this was uh, the, the headline that was saying that three quarters of Xbox gamers had a Series S that's crazy to me. And which w- which one is the Series S? If you don't the mind, the Series S is the smaller white one that's digital only. Oh wow! It doesn't it doesn't do 4K? It only does up to 1440p, like 1080p to 1440p, which is 2K resolution. Um, I think the reason why more people have that one than the uh, Series X one is price. I mean, it's it's definitely cheaper. Um. And there's like very little distinction between the two. Like there's the marketing for it is terrible. Like you'll just go up and say, Hey, I want the new Xbox. There's probably a stack of S's laying around because nobody, I assumed nobody wanted it. Maybe it's just cause they were making a bunch of them, but yeah, three, 74.8% is what the article said of people have the series S and we're seeing that the series S is just not up to snuff. Like it plays games at a much lower frame rate. Uh, you don't have access to like, any of your disc library, obviously everything has to be digital. Um, it's breaking certain games. Like, um, the reason why the Xbox didn't get Baldur's gate three is because Microsoft requires parity between the games released for the series X and the series S. So because the series S could not do split screen multiplayer, they just didn't release it for the Xbox. So Microsoft, wow. after, after seeing Larian and how great they were doing with Baldur's Gate 3, they said, okay, listen, we're going to make a small exception. You don't have to implement, you know, in this one particular situation, you don't have to implement split screen, and you can just go ahead and release it for Xbox. So now that has been pushed up a little bit, and they should be getting it out on Xbox sooner rather than later. Well, I mean, that that's good for Xbox. Is, uh, players, is Baldur's Gate 3 cross-gen? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's only PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Yeah, it's I knew it released on PC a month before PS5, so I was just wondering how that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's like PS4 and Xbox One or whatever it was before. 
No, no, uh, cross gen. Like, if I had it for PS5 and you had it for PC, can we play together? That I don't think so. I don't know okay. for certain, but I haven't seen anything saying that it is. So okay, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I've tried playing it on my Steam Deck, and the the controller controls are really cool the way they've implemented it. Um, but it is much slower and. Uh, it's a lot of menus to navigate with, you know, a couple of joysticks and buttons. It's way easier with a mouse and keyboard for sure. Oh, uh, yes. I, I just know everyone who I know is playing it on the PC. So I was wondering how, how that was, but yeah, it seems like you need like eight hands, eight fingers or something <laughs> if you're playing it on. Yeah. Um, I mean, pretty much everything is a modifier. So like all your L buttons and uh, triggers and R buttons and triggers, those are going to be like bring up their own menu. And then your D pad and your uh, like ABXY are going to be how you select stuff. So, Oh Jesus. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, that, a lot of menus that, that, yeah, that might be too much. <laughs> um, Great but, game though. Great yeah. Game. I, I've heard. Um, <sighs> yeah. God, like that, that's bad. All those people have a series X and like, it's, that much hardware is behind it. Speaking of hardware uh, and maybe games that shouldn't come out, like you've already mentioned that you don't buy Switch games unless it's first party for right. uh, for this. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 came out for the Switch, and holy crap, it looked horrible. Um, <laughs> That's not surprising. Yeah, everything looked bad with it. Um, animations just looked terrible. Uh, the eyes looked like they were bugging out. So... You know, Switch came out years ago now. Like, I bought my Switch in, like, 2018, 2019. Uh, there's been no real hardware update. I know they did the OLEDs, but that mm-hmm. was no hardware. It was just, you know, basically a, a new uh, monitor. Do you think we should, stay, like, video game companies should stop making, like, these big AAA games for Switch or wait for the Switch 2 to come out? Because that's been rumored for a little bit. Uh, what do you think? I think I already, I think we already know what it's going to be. But I don't think that they should stop making games for the Switch uh, outside of like first-party stuff. Um, I, I would love to see uh, or, like game companies stop trying to make their games work with like PlayStation 4 and Xbox One because – they're limiting themselves in what they can do. They're not taking advantage of all the horsepower and whatnot of these newer generation consoles because they're trying to continue to make them work with older consoles because those there's still a huge amount of people out there that only have PS4, or Xbox One. Yeah, I've been trying to get some of my friends to like upgrade. I'm like, come yeah. on. So they so I don't think game developers I think it's holding back game development some in that regard. But here's the deal. The Switch yeah, I mean, like, they released, what, Red Dead Redemption 2 for it, Mortal Kombat 1 for it, and they look like garbage, and they probably play like crap. They probably got, like, a, you know, 20 frames per second kind of deal, and it's not a great experience. But for some people, that's their one and only console. For some people, that's all they can afford is a Switch or, you know, what they were gifted or whatever the case may be. I have no, I, you know, I don't care if these companies continue to, you know, make a Switch port for, um, specifically for Nintendo, but... I don't think they should stop making it. I just don't want it to be a consideration of holding the game development back because they want it to be backwards compatible with older hardware. Yeah. I think there should be a, a cutoff point. Um, as like, you know, uh, I bring it up, but destiny, when it first launched the first one had PS4 and PS3 and there came a point where they were like, we're no longer supporting PS3. Yep. And 
that just I think we need to start seeing that because hell, uh, it'll be three years that the PS5 uh, has been out, and so with the Xbox because I pre-ordered the PS5 in November. I got it in like November of 2020 or something, so I was able to pre-order it. Um, but it's just it, we just need to come a time. Like I know they're starting to release games that are just for quote unquote the next gen. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, Mario games and whatnot still play fantastic on the Switch. Uh, Mario Party and Mario Kart and all that kind of stuff. Like I said earlier, I'll definitely be picking up Super Mario Wonder. My son is going bananas over the trailers for that game. Um, so. You know, it still has its place for sure, but man, it feels like it's so long overdue for a for a hardware upgrade. Yeah, and hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. Um, but that uh, that's uh, you know, we've been talking quite a while tonight. Uh, I've been enjoying the conversation. Um, let's dive into October, which, as I spoke about last month for the September video game release, we're definitely getting like our fall video game big releases as there's so many games coming out so many big games coming out and i can't wait to dig into a couple of these uh bab are you ready let's go all right first one up is bilkins folly comes out on the ps5 and 4 the switch and the pc and uh percy is on a quest to find his missing relatives and he needs your help join him and his beloved dog drayden as they adventure through a series of unusual islands, solve puzzles to uncover valuable treasure and bring to light the foreboding family secret buried beneath it all. I saw this game. I was just like, like maybe a little kid would enjoy it, but just really not for me. And uh, I know you're a big fan of this next series, Bab. Dysega seven vows of the virtuous. I know <laughs> you have one through six already. Oh, um, dude, 100% of yeah, this this also comes out for the PS5, 4, Switch, and the PC October 3rd. Uh, Daisega is back and better than ever in Daisega 7, Battle of Virtualist. Join Fuji as he embarks on a perilous journey of redemption and experience unique features new to the Daisega series. Great write-up there, guys. It's like, holy crap. Um, this, <sighs> Rough. Next, this next game comes out for the PS5, and um, it feels a little scary, and it's good that we have that uh for the month of october as halloween it's called scorn uh, it's a award nominated mm. atmospheric horror adventure set in a nightmarish universe it is designed around the idea of being thrown into into the world isolated and lost inside the dreamlike world you explore different interconnected regions in a non-linear fashion this unsettling environment is a character itself every location t- contains its own theme puzzles and characters that are integral to creating a cohesive world throughout the game you will open up new areas Acquire different skill sets, weapons, various items, and try to comprehend the sights presented to you. That sounds like something you you play at like 4 o'clock in the morning or something. So I've actually 100%ed this game on Steam. Oh, Um, really? How is it? Uh, It is – it's dark. It is dark. Uh, It it is – it's one of those games – it is very atmospheric. Uh, It is very gory. Um, It is kind of creepy in a way. Um, there's just weird imagery, uh, that's kind of built into the landscape. Uh, and, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool. I love that kind of, I like, I love doom eternal, um, and like the whole going to hell and fighting demons and stuff like that. And this isn't like that at all, but it's kind of atmospheric in that same sense. Um, very interesting game. There is a puzzle in like the second level that you get to 
that is so hard, man. It took, it, I spent hours trying to solve this puzzle and you can't go any further in the game until you've beaten it. I had to end up YouTubing how to beat this puzzle because it was oh. just so, too complicated. But once I did the rest of the game, it was an easy breeze. Uh, I think that if it's not 60 bucks or 70 bucks, it's worth it. If you can get it for like 30 or 40, it's a great pickup. Yeah, there might be something. If that you I like dark fantasy. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I might have to check it out, like uh, maybe like when a PlayStation sale is, is going on. Um, then we have Silent Hope, which is just for the Switch and PC, which I'm not going to lie, sounds pretty scary. Um, it's explore, fight, and produce items to grow stronger as seven distinct heroes in the silent world. Guided by the princess, he'll delve into the abyss and learn the mysteries of the king in his now ruined kingdom. In a world without worlds, what hope is there for humanity? That sounds like a little dark version of Mario, if I'm being completely honest. A little bit. Um, and then, you know, I like the Hellboy movies. Like, I haven't read the comics. I heard they're fun. I had no idea this video game was coming out. It's called Mike Mignola's Hell, Hellboy Web of Weird. And that's coming out on everything. Um, it's a roguelike action brawler with an original story created in partnership with Dark Horse Comics and Hellboy creator Mike Mignola. When an agent of the BPR... BR, BPRD goes missing. Hellboy is sent to investigate, pulling into the depths of the weird. That might be a game I'll check out when it's on sale or like hopefully free for like a month or something. It sounds like a lot of fun. Um, then we have Assassin's Creed Mirage. Are you an Assassin's Creed fan, Ben? I've never played an Assassin's Creed game. I own probably, I don't know, the first four or five that I've bought picked up on Steam sales over the years <laughs> with the intention to play. Never played one, though. They're, they're a lot of fun. Um, I, one through three is great. Uh, I just enjoyed, enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, Black Flag is one of my favorite games of all time. That's I've the heard. one where That's you're... One. Uh, yeah. Uh, this one, like, they get sort of... Back in, with one through three, they would be like, oh, no, like, fantasy or anything. Like, they, you know, it was, they try to be real true to, like, their time period. Uh, then they went and they had like Odyssey and Origins where like you were fighting like a Minotaur and shit like this. So like they've definitely gotten away from it. But this feels like a return to the roots. You're going to be set in Baghdad in ninth century Baghdad and um, like working your way up to becoming a master assassin. Like and like when they killed off Desmond in the third one, which was like your protagonist that you saw that in the current time, like that's when it kind of went a little crazy. But it was a. Uh, I, I enjoy the hell of these games. I'll wait for it to go on sale because it's Ubisoft. They always go on sale. Um, yeah, Ubisoft. Yeah. I have, like, I have issues with them. If I was going to play an Assassin's Creed game, if I was going to start playing on, which one would you recommend? Where, would, where should I start? One? Remastered or something like that? Play two. Okay. Play two. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, then I would say Black Flag as well, just because... You can like you're basically like a pirate and like you build up your your uh, your crew and like you're doing pirate battles with other ships and it's just a lot of fun and you can actually like hunt for uh, whales and stuff like oh, sure. I'm, an, I'm an achievement hunter so like I, I try to find these games so it's just sometimes it gets me in a little bit of trouble like Odyssey I, there was one part of the map that I couldn't like I said explore the whole map and I did. And I was like, I'm done, like, wasting time just, like, running around on this big-ass map trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So I, I just never platinumed it. But it's, like, the last mm, thing I have left. Bummer. It still frustrates me. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, after that, another horror-type game. Uh, this actually sounds like kind of fun. Um, reminded me of um, The Quarry that came out. I don't know if you played that game. Um, came out a couple years ago for the PlayStation. Uh, trapped and isolated in the abandoned tower of Little Hope, four college students and, and their teacher must escape the nightmares apparitions that resent, relentlessly pursue the, through an impenetrable fog. That's the Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope. Comes out on the Switch October 5th. That's right, guys. We're still only in October 5th. That's how Ash and Pat's <laughs> uh, Then we have uh, War Groove 2, uh, which comes out October 5th to Switch and PC. Trouble stirs on the shore of Ariana. An ambitious new faction has unearthed forbidden relics capable of catastrophic consequences, but how far will they go to achieve glory? Take to the battlefield, sea, and sky with a cast of new commanders using your wits to wage turn-based war. Do you like the turn-based games? I do. Uh, I still play a lot of uh, turn-based games, and um, I played like Triangle Strategy and Dealfield Chronicles and uh, Tactics Ogre and obviously Final Fantasy Tactics. I do like turn-based. I think those are fun. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, it's, uh, it's hit or miss me. I liked it with the South Park games with the turn-based and um okay i just haven't yeah really oh yeah the new south park those, those are pretty good uh i play i haven't finished either of them but i've played a little bit of each and, and enjoyed it when when you say south park i immediately go to the n64 one uh, oh no not I'm like, that. that wasn't turn-based no that was that was horrible uh-huh. uh but uh we have detective pikachu returns coming october 6th which we got the tough-talking, coffee-loving Pikachu and his human partner. Um, if you, I'm sure if you like the first Detective Pikachu, you'll like this. Will you get this for your son? We'll see. I'll show him a, a trailer or two and see see if he's into it. Um, I don't. I didn't know there was a first Detective Pikachu. Is this yeah. the first game, or are you talking about the movie? No, it came out for uh, N64 back in the day. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. It did. Yeah. No, I never played that. So like it, so it's like holy shit! Like twenty years later, we're finally getting a. Uh, well, now I need to look it up. Yeah, and and then October sixth, you know, the, we got the EA Sports uh, NHL two twenty four, and that's coming out on every like all the Playstations and the Xboxes. It's it's basically the yearly NHL game. If you like the NHL and you like these games, you get what you want. I I've I'm a bandwagon Predators fan, but. Other than that, I will not be getting this game. Um, and then we have uh, last good sports game was uh, ESPN's NFL 2K5 on the Xbox. Oh that was the last. That was the last good sports game. R.I.P. Uh, with uh, it was with T.O. on the cover. Um, and then we have Forza Motorsport. Do you play car racing games? Yes, I do, and I am very stoked for this one. Very, very stoked for this one. Yeah, and like you'll be able to race your friends in multiplayer and like. Yep. It, yeah, I, I play a lot of racing games. Um, I, I I err on the side. I lean to the side of simulation over arcade. Um, I don't really like. I've I've tried playing some of the newer uh, Need for Speeds. Like I bought the Need for Speed, the new one that just came out. I can't remember the name of it. Kind of anime look to it, um, and I just I don't enjoy it. Uh, but I do get like the most arcadey racing sim that I'll play right now is like Forza horizon games. Those are great. Okay. But yeah, Forza motorsport, very much looking forward to this. I'm a big Gran Turismo fan. I own every, every single Gran Turismo game that they've ever released, including the ones on PSP. 
Um, Holy shit. Love Gran Turismo. I love Project Cars, games like that. So I'm hoping that Forza Motorsports is is good. Uh, it's you know it's a Microsoft first party game, so I'm not holding my breath, but uh, we'll see. I will be playing that on day one for sure. Will you be getting it for Xbox or the PC? Um, well, I mean, I have Game Pass Ultimate, so I'll be playing oh, okay. it on PC through Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, that's that's pretty clutch. That's uh, that's really really good. Um, next, uh, we have something that comes out October 10th called Little Gator Game. This is already out on Switch and PC. I believe you're already playing this, Bab. It comes out on everything else. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many games I've just never heard of, and it's like. Yeah. It seems like every game of these, like, you're on some crazy island. It's like they're trying to, like, I guess redo, like, I don't know. It feels like Pokemon. It's like embarking on an adorable adventure, discover new friends, and uncover everything the island has to offer. And it's like, okay, we get this. Um, now, I've never played this game that comes out October 10th. It's only coming out on the PS4, but it's already out on PC, um, Roblox. Uh-huh. Was is this what your son played? Do you, Man, the, every day he plays this. The, as soon as he gets off, you know, as soon as he gets home from school, he comes inside, grabs a snack. The two next door neighbor kids come over and they have a land party in his bedroom playing Roblox. Oh. Uh, it is, it is a, a very interesting game. When I looked at it the first time, I was like, "You want to play this? This looks so stupid." Um, but it's it's just a sandbox for kids to go play like all kinds of crazy different modes and games and all this other stuff. Uh, it's free to play, but it costs me more than anything else because he wants Robux. You know, he wants $10 in Robux like every other day. And, and so we're trying to put some kind of structure around how often he gets them and what he gets them for, you know, doing good stuff in school and karate and all that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, man, this Roblox, that's huge. It says tens of millions of people come to play Roblox to explore every day. That does not surprise me a bit that that's so crazy like that uh, that's just insane like they just play the hell of it and that's how they get you it's a quote-unquote free game but it's like hey dad i need ten dollars in roblox you know oh yeah i've thrown way more money at it than what i would have uh had it just been like 60 bucks you know (laughs) that's awesome i mean not awesome for your wallet but like (laughs) right i wish i would have came up with something like that and uh, up next, we, on October 10th, we're finally hitting double digits, guys. Uh, it's called Wildcard Football, and it's coming out for everything. And this actually kind of looks like an NFL street. Did you play that? Uh, I think I dabbled. I don't know that I played it very much. Yeah, it, it was fun. Isn't that um, an arcade game? Yeah, and this is pretty much what this is as well. Uh, like You get like special power-ups and rule-breaking abilities, and they have a unique wildcard system. Which, when I try to look it up, they just said unique wild card, which sounds like bullshit to me. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I did like Blitz, and it sounds a little bit like that. So yeah, Blitz Blitz was a lot of fun. Blitz was a lot yeah. of fun. Um, and then we have Total War Pharaoh coming out October 11th, which is the new and it's just for the PC, which is the newest entry in the award-winning grand strategy series. Immerse yourself in ancient Egypt at the zenith of its power, and experience the dramatic events that have threatened its destruction. Like if you like Civ, sounds like a game right up your alley. Um, I've never been a big fan of those games. Uh, I love like hearing people talk about them because it's same. It's like one of those things like, oh, I'll listen to you talk about it and what you did. I don't know if I want to play it. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I can watch somebody else play it for a little while, but it doesn't hold my interest for long and not my type of game. 
yeah, not, not mine either, but like I, I'm not going to hate on someone's what, what they like and dislike. Um, for sure. And then we have I played these games for the PS3 and the PS4. Uh, the Batman Arkham Trilogy is coming out for the Switch. So As good. we talked about earlier, I'm a little interested to see how they do going on the Switch. But since like it was on the PS3 and PS4, the hardware may be there. So, um, but all three games, uh, I would suggest Arkham City is one of my m- most favorite games of all time. Uh, Arkham Knight's good. Um, so is Arkham Asylum. Just all of them, go out of your way to check out. They're like, so, so good. I just yeah. finished Arkham Knight not too long, like maybe a few months ago. Uh, I never got around to playing it, so I just booted it up and, and finished it. Great story, great game. It looked phenomenal on PC, and I'm pretty sure that game came out in like 2016. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks so, so, so good. I had 2K resolution, everything maxed out, the rain and the, the, the ambiance of the whole thing and the just the way the audio uh, worked through headphones sounded so good. I don't expect it to be that great on Switch, uh, but those are wonderful, wonderful games. Yeah, that might be a game, like, if it ever drops, like, $10, you, you pick it up. Oh, for um, sure, yeah. It, and then for uh, October 13th, we have uh, Lords of the Fallen. Which sounds pretty interesting. I'm gonna have to see yes. how uh, how the you know I've actually seen a commercial for it, which I was kind of shocked with because you don't really see video game commercials that much anymore. Uh, it comes out for all the next gen stuff, uh, console, consoles and PC. It's a vast world awaits in this all new dark fantasy action RPG, Lords of the Fallen, as one of the fabled Dark Crusaders embark on an epic quest to overthrow. Aider, the the demon god, which I'm like, sign me the fuck up, let's go. Yep, um, I love dark fantasy. The trailer for this looks ama- looks amazing. Uh, I have read that the company that's putting this out uh, tried a game that was similar to this earlier in their career, and it didn't work out too well. So it, it might not be like a day one buy for me, but if I add it to my wish list and if I see it drop on Steam on Black Friday or something, I will definitely be picking this up as I am actually very interested in this one. Yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> it looks awesome. Um, and then we have a, that's a game that's already out on the Switch. It's a uh, SpongeBob SquarePants: The Cosmic Shape. It's out for the mm-hmm. PS5 and the Xbox, October 16th. Wish Granny Mermaid Tears in the Hands of SpongeBob and Patrick. What could go wrong? Sure, the very fabric holding the universe together could come undone, opening portals into old wish wild wish worlds. But there's nothing our favorite sponge can handle with the right cosmic costume. This sounds like it's more like for little kids um, or if you just want to turn your brain off and play video games. It is. Uh, my, my son's actually already beaten this one on Switch um, <laughs> with, with a little with a little help from his dad. I got to you know, throw hey, it in there. Sometimes he's got to call him the big guns, okay? That's right. There's times where he'll get so frustrated with a particular boss or a particular enemy, and I'll go in there and show him how to do it, and then he's right back to being happy, so it's worth it. But he enjoyed the game. He said it was really good. He's played all the SpongeBob games and loves them. So, like, Spongebob, it's crazy. Kid approved. Yeah, Spongebob came out when I was, like, a a, a teenager, or right before I was a teenager, and it's just, it's staying power has been amazing, considering all the other Nickelodeon uh, shows. I I thought Rugrats would have been it, but I think that's just more our generation. Right. Um, Then we have for PC, Mac, Linux, which, okay, uh, iOS and Android, Cybernox, Cybernox, Cybernights, Third Times of Charm, Flashpoint, uh, Squad Tactics, Tactics Heist RPG, in a cyberpunk setting, 10 years in the making, build your crew of hackers, mercs, and malcontents wisely. Their stories will become interwoven in your team. 
Use powerful cyberware, faction connections, stealth, and hacking, and more to outsmart outsmart the odds and determine your future. See, I like something like this, uh, like with like the people you choose will in, affect your team. Reminds me of like Mass Effect, where you like you, you were told to recruit these people, but you could choose, and then you could become better friends with them if you do their loyalty missions. Yeah. That's sort of what this feels like, but it's weird how it's going to be on iOS and Android, so probably not the greatest. Um, yeah, I see that, and I think mobile game, and I'm just not a fan of mobile games. It sounds cool, but I don't know enough about it to speak on it, really. It'll probably be like $10, and here's a loot crate or, or <laughs> yeah, some dumb shit. And then um, we have Skull Island Rise of Kong, which is coming out on everything October 7th. They're definitely trying to get their money. It's a third-person action-adventure quest to avenge the death of your parents at the hands of the ultimate alpha predator. Gaul Conquer waves of primal beasts and defeat the minions of your arch nemesis on your way to become the rightful king of skull island um basically like if you like it sounds like it's taken part if you've seen the godzilla versus king kong movies it's taking place inside the skull island which okay uh might be i'll wait for reviews and see if it's ever five dollars like it's yeah it's a pass for me yeah i I don't know. Maybe little kids would be like, oh, I see a beat them up and we'll go from here. Then we have Sonic Superstars, which uh, drops on everything October 17th. And looks like this is an all new take on a classic 2D Sonic adventure. But you can play as Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and someone named Amy. I'm not sure who Amy is. I'm not well versed. No, no, Amy? Oh, you must no. not be. Yeah, you're not big into Sonic then. No, I no. I, I just know like uh, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and. Uh, Shadow, I know him. Okay, but I don't know Amy. Um, you're, but you can play with up to three other players at the same time, which I think is very cool. So you know, Sonic games are a lot of fun. I I loved uh, Sonic One and Two growing up. So you know, might be something to look into. And then uh, we have this game, which is a hell of a title. Might be the best title of the month. It's called Wizard with a Gun. Drops. <laughs> October 17th for the PS5, the Xbox, and the PC. It's an online cooperative sandbox survival game set in a magical wilderness wrought with dangerous creatures and arcane mysteries. Embark on the journey alone or with a friend to collect, craft, and outfit your wizard however you see fit as you explore the unknown. Sort of sounds like um, PUBG where you had to like build stuff to stay alive, but I don't know. It might not be the game for me. Like when it's like online cooperative sandbox survival game, it's like video game buzzwords that they decide uh, yeah. to out there. Who's got a bingo? Yeah, it's like oh, we hit them all. Just you know, add seasons to this, and you 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 got bingo. Uh-huh. Then we have Slender: The Arrival, which is like uh, Slender Man, and it's coming out for the PS5 and the Xbox October 18th. Um, it's an update of a 2013 release that I guess came out. And, you know, I know like Slender Man was some internet rumor thing that they created that was created just like as a creepy pasta and yeah. just taking on a life of its own. So I would be interested in this if it was in virtual reality, if it was for PlayStation VR or, you know, VR on PC or something like that. I would be interested. I like horror games in VR, but I, I, or fine in VR. Oh yeah, it does. And that, I think that that's I think that sounds interesting. I think that sounds a lot of fun. Uh, otherwise, if I'm just playing it, nah, that's, it's not my thing. 
Yeah, me either. Um, then we have uh, Endless Dungeon coming out on everything October 19th. Switch, PC, PlayStation, Xbox. It's a roguelite tactical action game set in the Endless Universe. No idea what the Endless Universe is. Recruit a team of shipwrecked heroes plunging into a long-abandoned space station to protect your crystal against never-ending wave of monsters or die trying to get reloaded and try again. This just sounds like a horde mode that they decide they're going to slap $60 on. And that's yep. all the game is. Um, and then uh, we have uh, Starfield coming out. Oh, wait, sorry. It's Galactic Civilization Four Supernova, <laughs> which just comes out on the PC October 19th. Um, take command of a civilization that has achieved faster than light travel in Galactic Civilizations 4. Um, no mention of an Epstein drive, low, Bab. Um, nice reference. <laughs> yes, that's uh, just for you. Uh, the newest entry in the award-winning space four-time strategy game series. Explore the galaxy, colonize worlds, shape cultures, and make alliances, fight wars, and pioneer new technologies. This sounds like when, like, you know... Hollywood releases two movies that are roughly the same thing within three months of each other to, to me. I may be completely wrong. Let me know if I am, but we'll see. Um, then we have uh, Gangs of Sherwood, October 19th for Next Gen and PC. Uh, fight the armies of the Sheriff in Nottingham and lead the Rebellion. Solo or cough up four players. Play as one of the Merry Men. Combine your taps and free the people in the futuristic dystopia Inspired by the legend of Robin Hood. Man, I thought you were going to be able to play as, like, Robin Hood and something. It's like, nope, futuristic dystopia. Not everything has to be a dystopia, guys. <sighs> <laughs> all right. And then October 19th. Sorry, guys. Like they, they want our money for Christmas with all these video games. It's Gargoyles Remastered. And this is only coming out on Xbox Series X and S, PS4, the Switch, and the PC. Might be actually something to play on the Switch. Um, it's just a revival of the classic uh game that came out in the mid 90s you can be the gar- gar- epic journey of goliath and the gargoyles which i remember watching the tv show and i Great loved the, the the cartoon show as a kid so oh, yeah. it's very interesting to see that they're doing this maybe gargoyles having a little bit of a revival right now because i know they released um uh some video games uh and i mean some comics recently mm, so yeah. this sounds like the perfect steam deck game Yes, yes. Just get it and play it on the Steam Deck. Um, yep. So I'm sure it'll probably go on sale very quickly. And then uh, we have four, you know, Bab, I know you're going to get this as well because you talked about how much you love racing games. Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged. And oh, this yeah. Comes out on everything October 19th, which I think like GameStop is just going to be like, take all the games because all these games are dropping October 19th. It's, it's absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a racing game with Hot Wheels, you know, build your own tracks, which sounds pretty fun. I'm sure little kids would love it. I'm sure your son would love it. Um, and then we have Overpass 2, which drops on PS5, Xbox, and PC October 19th as well. And this is an ATV game, which my stepbrother had an ATV game growing up, and that was a lot of fun, uh, strangely enough. It was basically like them trying to take advantage of Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but it was like ATV Unleashed or something, and it was a I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, oh, yeah. And now we have uh, a VR game for you, Bab. Uh, the Seventh Guest, PS, PlayStation VR 2, The Quest, and PC. Iconic supernatural mystery, The Seventh Guest, has been brought back to life with cutting-edge VR technology that delivers an atmospheric story like no other. No other. Explore the foreboding mansion, solve challenging pub- puzzles, and uncover the dark secrets. Is that scary enough for you, or...? 
I'm in. I I, I played uh, Red Matter 2 that came out for PSVR 2, and it was amazing. It was good stuff. I would definitely uh, give this one a shot. Yeah, it sounds uh, sounds sort of like the first Resident Evil uh, with like being stuck in a mansion, but you know, and solving puzzles. So we'll have to see what happens. And then we have a game that sounds like Memento uh, coming out. Called it's called The Gap. It's uh, maybe you shop at The Gap, darn it. It's coming out for the PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, and it's driven by the rare illness plaguing his family. Joshua has to face the innermost depths of his past. Both beautiful and painful, exploring parallel realities through deja vu seems to be the only way he can recover his memories and salvage his life. Uh, the Gap tells a difficult story of one man's struggle to find a cure for his family's sickness by... Yep, that's the same thing. I copied twice. Um, then we have Jackbox, Jackbox Party Pack 10, which I thought was a um, free game, but they're like... It's back five new party games and one hilarious pack. It's like, okay, but that's coming out for everything October 19th because, you know, we're not able to sleep. Um, I, I got to say Jackbox Party Pack. Uh, I thought that was a, such a stupid idea. And then I got invited to uh, a friend's Discord one night to play this. And you can just kind of load it up in your own browser and play. It's like one person owns it and then they kind of host it. And then the people can just load up a browser and play along. And it was a ton of fun. Okay, that, cheesy, that answers my question. It, it was a lot of fun. We had we had a, we had a really good time with it. Yeah, I thought you had to play it like I thought one per. I thought you had to uh, had like um, like I thought you everybody had to, play, had to but, buy it. Yeah, I didn't realize it was just that. Yeah. Okay, that is good to know. I mean, it could be different for this particular one, but it was like Jackbox Party Eight or something, and they were already doing that. So I can't imagine they would take that feature away. Okay, that's, <laughs> geez, that's, I never would have guessed that. Like, that's, that's crazy. Um, like, how you, how one person, I was like, why don't y'all chip in, assholes? Um, <laughs> all right, so then we have two big game, two, like, we've already had Assassin's Creed Mirage. This is two other big games that are coming out October 20th, which is a Friday. Uh, most of these other games were Tuesdays, but... These games are coming out on Friday. The video game people are finally smart enough that they're like, we can just play, you can play video games all weekend. The first game is a game I talked about earlier Marvel Spider Man 2, dropping for the PS5. Uh, you can play as Spider Man uh, as Peter Parker and Miles Morales. And you'll be going up against Craven and Venom in this one. It looks amazing. I cannot wait. I'm going to get off of work and be playing it immediately. Probably I'll have it already downloaded. And then the next game is a game that you've actually been talking about a lot tonight, which I didn't realize was even coming out, so I'd forgotten about this when I set up the doc. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Um, and it's Find Wonder, the next evolution of Mario Fun, classic Mario side-scrolling. Gameplay has its head with the addition of Wonder Flowers. So will you play this? Uh, with oh, yeah. your son, or will you watch him play, or will he watch you play? Odds are really good that uh, I won't even have a chance to play this unless he's at school and I'm not busy at work or something, because uh, he will be all over this until he's beaten it two or three times. Um, <laughs> but I, my intention is to play it at some point once he's done. Maybe uh, maybe I'll just uh, hide Spider-Man from him and play that myself and let him play through Wonder, and then we can switch later. Yeah, that, that's the, that's what you're gonna have to do right there because that's those that's that's on Friday. He's gonna be getting off the school bus and running home like you did for that uh, <laughs> that Game Boy oh, yeah. Yellow all those years ago. Oh yeah, um, it's it's 
and like we're not even done because uh you know coming up the very next like that tuesday is we'll get to it in a minute but uh we have city skyline 2 which is basically like civ but you're building city like you're building cities i'm sure they have a um a, um people want to buy them it's just not for me but it's like you raise the city from the ground up and transform it to a thriving metropolis um and you can just build whatever you want with a deep simulation of living economy. This is world building without limits. And then uh, that comes out October 24th. Also on October 24th, we have uh, Just Dance 2024 and yearly Just Dance game. And I buy this game for my wife. Uh, she enjoys it. And, and I always get random trophies. And my friends are like, why are you up at like 530 in the morning playing video games? I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's just Emily playing Just Dance. And like. She had played today, actually. My little brother was like, what were you doing up playing video games earlier this morning? I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was asleep. I signed, on my, PS, I signed on to my PS5 today, and it was like, last game played, just dance. And I was like, oh, that's that's why, he asked. Um, but uh should be fun. And this is something um, that you, when these came out, I remember you being real excited for when it was first announced. Because uh, me and you watched with a couple of our friends, we watched the uh, Sony State of Play during the summer together on Discord. It's the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. Uh, comes out on the PS5, the Xbox, and the Switch, and the PC. It's dropping Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake, uh, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. The original NES Metal Gear version, Snake's Revenge. Will you be picking this up? Most likely. Uh, I have, I think, every boxed version of Metal Gear Solid that they make outside of... uh, I have all the ones for, like, PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, 4, and 5. Um, I don't have, like, the Game Gear ones, and I don't have the one that came out for uh, Game Boy Advance but I do have like the PSP ones. So I, I like I, Metal Gear is just a, is a great series. It's one that I've always played. Um, I've played these games a ton of times. I will probably buy it and not play it, to be honest with you. It might just be a sealed copy that stays in my, stays in my collection, but I own Metal Gear, the NES version and snakes revenge. I have the NES carts for those as well. Uh, all good games. Uh, this was, this will be interesting. This will be cool. And I read today that, um, it's not really a spoiler, I guess, since this game came out like 25 years ago, but uh, Psycho Mantis that you play in uh, Metal Gear Solid 1, he had that trick where he could read your memory card yes. um, and like play it back to you or whatever. Um, if you had like other Konami games listed on there, uh, I hear and I read earlier that you can basically they'll set up like a like a memory card for you to try to like get him to replay that it, he will actually come out and say oh i see you've been playing this game or whatever it is you know just like he did in the original so that's a cool thing that they're trying to keep in the game you know i like but, that I, I appreciate that that's awesome i remember reading how like people were like terrified and like turned their playstation <laughs> off when that happened the first time and that's it just was amazing. shocking yeah I was like, like i would have shit my pants like if i had been seven or eight it's like oh you love madden it's like oh being attacked right now uh which it's crazy how memory cards like i had me and my stepbrother had to share a memory card so we were constantly overriding each other's stuff um oh. yeah uh, we were little savage assholes well we were a year apart and gotcha yeah me and my brother were too yeah so we were right overwriting each other's uh stuff on memory card 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of uh, fights off of that. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Um, and then we have Lord of the Rings Return of Mor- Return to Mora. Are, are you a Lord of the Rings fan? Big, big Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, and I have almost no interest in this game. I'll be honest, and this is if there's any Lord of the Rings fans listening, don't hate, but I just I just couldn't care less about the dwarves. Uh, the, like I liked some of the stuff that they did in the in the new Rings of Power TV show. That was interesting, but having a whole game playing as a dwarf in the in the mines that does not sound very fun to me. It, it I might I might give it a whirl, especially if there's like a demo or something out there. I might play that, but. It just doesn't seem like my thing. And this, uh, since you're a big PC guy, this uh, this caught my eye. It's on Epic, not Steam. What, what exactly is that? A different just launcher or? Yeah, that's a bummer for me. Um, I love this. I love Steam and the community and and the achievements that they have and the profile badges and cards and the whole ecosystem is wonderful. Uh, Epic is uh, they have their own launcher that the the big deal for them is Fortnite. I have it installed on my machine, but it's literally just so I can install Fortnite. Um, If it's only coming out on Epic, that makes me even less likely to play it because uh, I'm kind of an achievement whore and uh, I like to, uh, to get all, you know, hundred percent games and whatnot. Yeah. Show off. And when you see that I'm playing a game and you see that I've earned, you know, 64 out of 64 achievements, I like that. If it's on Epic, I don't get that action. It's just one less reason for me not to play your game. Yeah, it's I, I don't know what they're doing with this. Um, and then we have uh, coming out on PC October 26, a turn-based RPG called Battle Cakes, uh, which an indulge in a delicious adventure as you choose to battle or befriend your enemies to save your day and personalize your cupcake hero. So if you want to be a cupcake, you can play Battle Cakes, which... I just pulled this up and this looks, uh, I don't know, maybe like little kids would like this. I don't know. Yeah, but like what looks little kids weird. playing PC? My right. son. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's a little PC gamer, man. Oh, I got man. him his own rig. I got him his own secret lab uh, chair and and everything, man. He loves it. We play in, we sit in Discord. He sits in his room. I sit in my room. We get in Discord and we sit there and play uh, Fortnite and stuff together. Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. very cool. Um, raise them right yeah that, that's exactly what you're doing getting them into video games and with that uh then we have dave the diver which comes out on switch october 26th it's a single player rpg featuring deep sea exploration and fishing during the day and sushi restaurant management at night i have no idea i'm bad i'm pretty sure i mean we could learn how to pro- make video games and release it on the switch with some of the video games that get released on the switch i'm just like this game, yeah. this game's out on PC now, and it has rave reviews. Everybody really? I know that has played it has loved it. I have not given it a chance, but I've only heard good things. Well, never mind. I stand. Maybe <laughs> that's why you shouldn't judge a book by its cover because yeah. I've read the thing and I was just like, oh my god. Uh, we have another VR game, uh, Ghostbusters: Rise of the Ghost Lord, which you're going to be in save the city of San Francisco from the Ghost Lord, which. You know, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. I even played the mm. game that they had on Xbox, and I really enjoyed it um, all those years ago. So it, My I was hoping super be, stoked for this one. I was hoping it'd be like a, a brand new game, um, like for like the PS5 or something. But 
hopefully if it does well it, it, can, it can do that um it looks like it doesn't have it may have it but in the trailer that i watched it doesn't look like it has anything to do with like egon or any of the other guys uh it's like you create your own character you have your own skins it's like Fortnite skins and stuff and then you just go get your packs and walk around worlds and collect ghosts and stuff it actually looks pretty fun maybe you and kenny will have to play it and let me know what happens <laughs> Um, cause I'm not, I'm just not in all the VR stuff. I, I just, just not for me. Um, then we have ghost runner two, which, uh, hardcore FPP slasher. Do you know what the hell FPP slasher is? Uh, first person something maybe. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I played ghost runner one a little bit and, um, it was pretty good. Yeah. It sounds pretty interesting. Like venture through a post-apocalyptic cyberpunk future that takes place after the fall of the key, key master. You're hitting like all these weird things where it's like, oh, this sounds pretty creepy. Um, violent AI cult that they talk about, and it's just like, god damn, all right. I don't think it's I don't think it's scary. Uh from the little I played of it, it was just very gory. Oh. Never it's mind. The same I, game I'm thinking of. I was not Yeah. Uh we got Miko's Night Market, which PS5 for and Xbox One. Uh Play as Minko, a curious girl who just happened to arrive at her new home in a struggling Japanese-inspired island at the base of Mount Fugu. The superstitious locals on the island worship the sun cat. Nico, what was always thought to be a long-told myth, has the town puzzled as signs of Nico have begun to set, surface among the residents of the island in recent days. That feels like something that's just coming out. Um, yeah, that's a pass for me. In, in Japan, yeah. yeah. Then we have the last big game for the month, Alan Wake 2. Dropping on the PS5, the mm-hmm. Xbox X, uh, and the PC. Uh, sequel to uh, Alan Wake 1, which I know a lot of people loved. I didn't get to play. It looked very scary as hell. Um, but uh, are you going to be getting this? I don't want to give away too much. Uh, I I will probably get it. Um, I, I feel like Alan Wake came out on the GameCube, right? Yes. Yeah. I... Uh, remember not ever getting it um but having people play it and say that it was good um i i think what i'll do is i'll you know alan wakes in the backlog somewhere eventually i'll get around to playing it i feel like i should probably play the first one before i play the second one as i, I believe it's a continuation of the story but yes, maybe uh, it does mention in the summary i just don't want to get uh, too much away gotcha gotcha yeah i mean i'll, I'll probably play it at, at some point Yeah, and then uh, we only got two more games here, guys. Uh, thanks for sticking around. Uh, EA Sports UFC 5, yearly UFC fighting game. You know, I used to love out of the random boxing games that came around. I've just never been a big UFC fan except for when Brock Lesnar was fighting, but I'm sure this would be a fun game for fans of the series. Um, so we got that. And then to close out the month, Halloween, you'll be trick-or-treating. We got Juzant. Uh, drops on... PlayStation 5, Xbox, and PC. Enjoy meditative vibes and juice and action puzzle climbing game. So I know it's right up me in your alley. Um, scale in a measurably tall tower to ascend to new heights alongside your watery companion. Master your climbing tools. Find your way through device, diverse biomes and place together the tower's past. So on a wonderful video game month, this is how we end it with Juzan. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing, but uh, I will say uh, my uh, wallet will feel a whole lot lighter because I'll be picking up a couple of games this month, as I've talked about, Assassin's Creed and Spider-Man. Uh, anything else you pick up besides uh, Spider-Man, uh, Super Mario Brothers? 
my list would probably be Lords of the Fallen, Gargoyles Remastered, obviously Spider-Man and Mario Wonder, the Metal Gear Solid game, uh, and, you know, eventually, maybe down the road, give the LOTR Moira game a chance, or Moria game a chance, and Alan Wake 2. Uh, but, the you know, obviously I won't be picking it up because it should be free on Game Pass, but Forza Motorsports is the big one for me for this month. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big month for video games, and it's just leading towards it. And that uh, brings us to another end of um, a play while you listen. I'd just like to thank Brandon Babb for for coming on. Babb, thank you so much. Thanks for talking video yeah, games man. with me. We went a little bit longer than than I normally do for this pod. And thank you, listener. And uh, game on. Mm-hmm.